You're listening to the Health Coach Careers Podcast, brought to you by Wellpreneur. Learn what it's really like to be a health coach in these interviews with real, successful health coaches. These interviews originally aired on the Wellpreneur Podcast, and they're hosted by me, Wellpreneur founder, Amanda Cook. I hope they give you inspiration and insight into planning your own health coaching career. Are you thinking about becoming a health coach? I know it's a big decision. I know I had a lot of questions, fears, and excitement when I took the leap to become a health coach while I was still working full-time. That's why I've created a free health coach decision kit to help you decide if it's the right next step for you. Download the decision kit at wellpreneur.com slash decision kit. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Cook. And I'm, as always, really happy to be here to be talking about digital marketing and just business for those wellness entrepreneurs out there like you. So this week, I'm back continuing my Real Health Coaches series. I hope you've enjoyed that. I've gotten lots of good feedback from so many of you out there listening that it's just really nice to hear an honest, behind-the-scenes look at how other people actually run their businesses. So this week, I'm speaking to nutritionist Colleen McCarthy, and we're talking about how she brings ease into her business and how actually when she kind of opened up, got vulnerable and brought more of herself into her business, her clients and her income really took off. So if you've ever felt like it's just too hard to find clients for your business, I think you're really going to like this week's interview. Hi, Colleen. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Thanks, Amanda. It's great to be here. So Colleen, I really wanted to have you on to share your story because as we were talking, one of the things I loved that you shared was that when you started to bring ease into your business and also more authenticity, you really saw your business grow. And this is something that I know a lot of the listeners out there will be really interested in is how can we make our businesses feel more easy? So before we dive into that, though, I'd love it if you could just give us a quick little overview of what your business is and what it looks like today. Sure. I'm a registered dietitian. So that's kind of the basis of how I started my business. I was diagnosed with celiac disease when I was 21 after dancing professionally for a number of years. And so that diagnosis kind of sparked a, hmm, there's something real to this. Um, I've always been interested in nutrition, but not really in the healing aspect of it. It was more for me, a performance enhancement type thing. As a professional dancer, that's what I used it for was fuel primarily. I mean, you know, food is <laughs> nourishment either way you look at it. But when I was diagnosed with celiac disease, it kind of hit me really hard. So I went back to school and started the business actually just a couple months after I graduated and did my residency. So it, that was a little bit different from what people had done in the past. I always had gotten, you know, feedback from people saying, oh, well, you know, you should just wait a little bit before you open a business. But I had this desire and drive to help people move through these transitions of totally switching up your diet and having to then change your lifestyle and everything else around that. So when I first started the business, that was my main drive was to help people that were, you know, had been diagnosed with celiac disease and had, you know, had food things and weird quirkiness that food made them feel weird because I always thought that I was out there alone in that. Like, man, these foods really they really do make me feel kind of funky after I eat them. Is this all in my head or is this like a real thing? Mm -hmm. So once that started becoming more and more prevalent in my life, I moved it more into autoimmune diseases and food sensitivity testing and more of like the 
integrative and functional end of nutrition, the healing part of it. So that's where I'm at right now, helping people that really don't have anywhere else to turn, kind of like the last resort. Nothing is, quote, medically wrong with them, but they know in their body, like they can feel that something is not right. It's not sitting with them and they're not at ease at all in their Mm -hmm. life. Everything is kind of hard and, you know, just things aren't going well for them and they know something's wrong, but they're just frustrated. So once we start to unpack all that, lots of things happen. (laughs) So are Um, you working with clients in person or online, individual or in groups? What's that look like? I work with people, my practice is 100% virtual right now. So I work with people online via Skype and phone. I do have an online group program that I love. And I also, I teach yoga as well. So I do have some local clients that I will meet with in person. So I kind of do a little bit of everything. So tell us a bit about this idea of ease and how that has helped you. Because something that I hear a lot is, wellness entrepreneur saying, it's so hard. It's just hard. It's hard to find clients. People don't understand what I do. They don't want to pay. It's really hard. And Mm -hmm. it seems like you found that when you shifted that around, that's what really started to change your business for you. Yeah. You know, that was me. Um, I was like, you know, why is it so hard for me to get clients? The thing that shifted for me was just coming from the standpoint of, I had this conversation one day with one of my friends who's a yoga teacher and she asked me what I did. And I thought in my head, oh, here we go. You know, here I am going to stumble for words trying to tell her what I do. And we actually just started talking and she was asking me these questions. So it was more like a curious conversation. And during that conversation, it was so easy. And she clearly, she was like, oh, I told you know, you work with people that have a, you know, that their guts are funky. I totally get it. You know, like food makes me feel weird sometimes too. And I was like, whoa, that was really easy. Why is it so easy to have this conversation with you and you know exactly what I do and I can't, I couldn't seem to get it across online or anything. But so I started really focusing on just having a curious conversation either with myself about what was going on, what I wanted to share, what I heard from clients and sessions to random people that I met on the street or even different Facebook groups or an online community, just a conversation. I switched my perspective of this is just a conversation about getting to know each other and what we have to offer. So you mean Um, instead of having that pressure of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to tell them and I have to try to sell them to get them to sign up like right now on the spot and then beating yourself up when they don't, if anyone can relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. The thing in my head was, oh, this is not going to sound very clear. I'm going to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. So why is it so hard for me to get clear? But when I just settled down and was like, this can be easy and I'm just coming from a standpoint of, yeah, this is what I am and this is how I, what I have to offer. And once I started putting more of myself into it, it became easier. It was natural and it wasn't as heavy. Why do you think that is that just in your experience that we find it so hard to say what we do? I think it's that people, for me and a lot of the people that I've had conversations with, it's about not feeling like what we have to offer is good enough. Or it's not as clear as somebody that's been doing it for years or somebody that becomes natural to them, but it may not. (laughs) I think it's more of putting so much pressure on ourselves to have things perfect from the start and to have things clear from the start when the whole process that I've found of creating the business and having it evolve quickly and shifting into more of an authentic business is just putting more of yourself out there and 
not worrying about, are you good enough? Yes, you're good enough. Your content is good enough. You have a gift to share. So share it. If one person picks up on it and says, oh my gosh, you totally helped me get clear on this, or I get it now. That to me is something that keeps me going. If there's just one person that you know resonates with what I said from my heart with ease, then mm-hmm. I know I'm going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So how do you bring ease into how you market and run your business now? I actually just share what's coming up for me. Because the clients that I work with, it's funny, I'm just noticing now as I take a step back, this is actually how I do it. <laughs> I take a step back and I journal every night as you know the good things that happened today, the conversations that I had that totally like lit up my heart. And even if it's just one or two things, I end my day with this gratitude of I shared so much of myself today and this is what I got back and I can't wait to do it again tomorrow. And just taking time for myself, setting my day up in the morning was a huge game changer for me. Tell us about that. Tell us what you do. So when I first started the business, I would get up and (laughs) as a former professional dancer, so it's like you get up and you go to work, you get up and you you do this instead of getting up and moving your body and connecting with yourself and then going to work. So what I started doing was just getting up and setting a time for me to fill my own cup, fill my cup so it overflows so much that I have so much to share with my clients afterwards. So whether that being getting up and having my warm lemon water outside of my porch for five minutes and listening to the birds, and then taking my dog for a walk in nature, or if that's getting up and journaling and practicing a little bit of yoga outside, it's doing what I need to do to fill myself up, to make me feel more myself and connect with who I am deep down, that's been a huge game changer. So just taking time for myself, whether it's 15 minutes or an hour, I guard that time (laughs) fiercely in the mornings. There's sometimes I know as an entrepreneur, things come up and your schedules shift and one day is not like the next. And sometimes you have to have early meetings, you know, things like that. But I always, 15 minutes, I have to have that in the morning. Like that's my time to connect with myself and set my intention for the day that this is easy. This is easy and I enjoy it. Just bringing that that whole vibration over my whole body ease, it just helps me move through the day like that. Mm-hmm. And things just flow easily after that. You don't have to try so hard to sit there like when you're writing a blog post and you're like, ooh. I don't really know what to write about today. Just moving your body, setting yourself up, connecting with who you are can make that so much easier. I really didn't believe it. And then I started doing it and I was like, whoa, this is the game changer. Because really, I mean, why do so many of us get into health and wellness? It's so that people have better lives, right? And we want to do this because we're passionate about it and we want to have better lives too. And it doesn't make any sense to be totally like nose to the grindstone all the time and denying ourselves when actually like we need to be enjoying our lives and living in wellness as well. Yeah. And nourishing like every part of ourselves, food, soul, all of those things need to be nourished. And if we just get up and hit the grindstone, it's we haven't eaten physically. It's like you haven't filled that, you haven't nourished that part of you. So Mm -hmm. you're kind of going at it with an empty, you know, you're, you're out of gas. So yes, it's going to be hard if that happens, but you're exactly right. And yeah, we're in the wellness business. So we really need to 
put a lot of intention into taking good care of ourselves mm-hmm. first. So what are you finding is working for you these days to find clients? Do you get referrals or is it through online marketing? Is it through people that you've met in person? What have you found that's working now? There's a lot of word of mouth from my past clients and group programs, but my online and my email list, that's starting to grow. But mainly it's just from word of mouth, people talking about how they've worked with me, people that I've met in the yoga studio. It's mainly word of mouth and my Instagram account, (laughs) to be perfectly honest with you. Instagram is like therapy for me. I don't look at it as something to do for work. I look at it as sharing a little bit of, well, or a lot of it of myself out there in the world. So my clients know that I'm a real person and that's been huge. So just really connecting with somebody, people on a personal level and having that curious conversation leads to, oh, I'm going to follow you on Facebook or I'm going to visit your website. So it's mainly word of mouth and just people finding me on Instagram and then coming to my website from there. So if you could go back in time to when you first started your practice, what's some advice that you'd (laughs) give yourself? One would be definitely take time for yourself and relax a little bit, Colleen. (laughs) That's what I would tell myself. Everything is, as long as I'm being true to myself and true to what I have to offer and what I want to help people with, I can relax a little bit and it will flow. The other thing I would say is to really trust your gut, trust your intuition when you have a gut feeling that something is not right or working with a particular client doesn't feel right to trust that and to honor that. Because I didn't do that in the beginning of my practice. I just kind of got out there and was like, no, I need to get clients. So let's go. Instead of just taking a step back and paying attention to what my body was trying to tell me, Mm. you know, like feeling heavy during certain consultations and, you know, just having a really bad feeling about certain things or like writing a blog post that didn't really feel right for me to share. And it was hard for me to get content. I wish I would have paid attention to more of that. And in terms of clients, that's really interesting because we haven't talked about that actually with anybody on the show, I don't think. So do you mean that sometimes you'd just be like, I'll work with anybody because I'm just desperate (laughs) for clients. And then actually like, it's just not the right fit. Yeah, I didn't really. That's how I was, you know, in the beginning. And sometimes, you know, it does creep back in. Even after been working with several clients for a while, sometimes a bad apple kind of creeps in or I don't even want to say a bad apple. It's more of like the fit just doesn't, you know, you just don't fit together very well. But in the beginning, I, yeah, I would just say, oh, I would work with anybody. And to the point where I would go into some of my sessions feeling nauseous and mm. leaving the sessions feeling like really completely drained and not feeling like I had the power to fire them as a client. I felt like I owed them something because they paid me. Mm-hmm. So paying attention to my body, those signals and being okay with, you know what, this is not a good fit. And I need to say something to my client because I feel like I'm doing them a disservice. I just don't feel like the work is as it should be with this relationship. So really nurturing relationships when they work with your client and really paying attention to when they don't and knowing that it's okay, completely okay to have that conversation and let them go. If, if that's what needs to happen, they need to go find someone else that can help them way better. Mm-hmm. If, if, if that's not, if you, you know, we aren't the right fit. Totally. That was a big thing. Thank me. you for sharing that. Yeah. That's yeah. so, so true. So talk to us about a little bit about this transition from just working with clients one-on-one to starting your first group program. I think you said you ran a beta last year. I did. And it was like really last minute. 
because when I decide I'm going to do something, it's like, okay, we need to make that happen like in a couple weeks, if it's possible. So I did a, a, you know, a beta program that it was my first group program ever. I hadn't really worked with groups except for like doing workshops. So this was like a whole new world for me. And what I was going to do with this group was have them clear the gut, get the gut healthy physically, and then teach them how to tap into their intuition via once the gut is clean and use that to move through life, to make decisions, to create pretty much just ease in their life and in their health, right? So as I was creating this program, I was like, you get hit with all of this. Nobody's going to sign up. You know, what if this isn't good enough? You know, and I just kept rolling with it because my heart was like, Colleen, you have to, this is something that needs to get out there. I have seen for several years that there's a lot of diets out there that you can go on to, you know, how to cleanse and all of that kind of stuff. And I didn't really do that. I mean, when I was dancing professionally, I, you name it, I had the magazines. I was on the diets, you know, like I tried them all. But the one thing that I really learned through this process of going through celiac disease and transitioning my life that way was really learning to listen to what my body was asking for. So that was the basis of the program. And when I started to offer it, I was like, you know, I'm just going to have like five people in here, six people in here, and we'll just see how it works. And the transformation from just the five, actually there were six people, just the six people that were in there was incredible. I did a private Facebook group. So I had them in there and we were talking about, it was customized. So, you know, they weren't really like eating the same foods, but they Mm -hmm. were listening to their bodies. So they were sharing like insights and things that they learned about their eating habits and things like that. And just the community around that really, really like made my heart sing. And seeing the transformation now from when I did the group program at the end of last year, and I'm still working with some of those clients now, now privately, they've completely shifted their entire lifestyle. I mean, going from corporate jobs now to (laughs) working for themselves. Wow. I didn't mean for that to happen. (laughs) It just did. Well, isn't that amazing? It's kind of like what I'm sure a lot of us can relate to. Like when you start tuning into your body and what it really wants, it tells you all sorts of things, not just about food. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing was when one of the clients said, I'll never forget. She was like, I just realized that I can't work this job anymore because it's physically killing me. Mm. That's something that most people won't really admit after just a couple of short weeks of shifting lifestyle. But that was huge for me because that's kind of how it happened in my own life. And I didn't really see that until she said that. I was like, whoa, there's a parallel here. Mm -hmm. So they taught me as much as I taught them. And now this will be this year will be the third time that I'm doing this program. And how did you, because I know so many people out there listening have a group program in the plans. Like everyone says, oh, I'd love to start running a group program, but I think it can feel really intimidating and overwhelming to know even where to start or what to put in it. So do you have any tips you can share for people that might be interested in running their first group program? Sure. The first bit of advice would be just to do it. Just start. Whether that be with creating a private Facebook group for the group program that you want to create, starting an email list, or even just as far as like, getting out a piece of paper and brainstorming. How do you want it to look? I'm a big visual person. So if I'm creating something new, it's like, how do I want this to look? What is the experience that I want to offer? It can be very, very simple. I literally, on the back end of my website, created a private, a password protected page. Mm -hmm. And that's where I put all the content. It doesn't have to be hard. It can be easy. And easy being very simple. Have an email list, 
have a page where all the content is, have a Facebook group. Boom. You learn as you go. Things are going to be uncovered as you move through it. So just starting and setting it up and saying that you're going to do it is probably one of the best things that I, the advice that I got was calling just, just start, just do it. You don't have to have a lot of people in there too. I think that there's a misconception of, oh, I have a group program. I have to have like 30 people in there. Well, no, it's whatever, however you want to share, you know, do you want it more intimate? Do you want a bigger group? And start talking to friends. If you just want to do a beta, have it either do it for free or do it for like $15 or 20 bucks or, you know, something to where you have people that you can get feedback from. Mm -hmm. That would be the first stage. It's like, this is what I'm doing and I would love your feedback. So, you know, are you interested in my program? That's what I did. Yeah, Yeah. I'm really glad you said that because a lot of us have even participated in these group programs online that are huge. They have like hundreds or thousands of people in them at the same time. And actually, well, you just totally don't need that. And I think there's a lot of value in having programs that are smaller and more intimate, especially in the beginning when you don't really know what you're doing in the group program either. Right, right. And so by having a smaller group, you can really get to know everybody that's in it and work with them one-on-one and really tune into what they need and develop that program. Like I just ran a program that's the smallest group program I've ever run that was 12, whereas usually I've like tried to get loads of people into my programs. And it was so nice because each of the 12 women, I got to know them so closely and knew exactly what their struggles were and their goals. And it made it actually a lot more fun to run too, because you feel like you're with a group of friends, not just with all these nameless people. Yeah, I'm really glad you said that because you get to know people on a more personal level. I think there there's probably some group programs out there like this, but I just create things as I move along. And I actually did, I had little mini 30-minute coaching sessions, just three throughout the program with each person that was in the group, just to kind of check in personally and see how they're doing. And if they needed to like recalibrate where they were at, how I could best put them back on their path to get the most out of the program. So it was really about connection for me because I crave that. I notice working in an online business. It's great. I love it having my own schedule, but sometimes like I've noticed that I really, really crave that like real human interaction with people that are Mm -hmm. wanting to better themselves and have a better life for themselves. It's just, it's really rewarding and just kind of cool to just connect with somebody that you just met over the internet, you know, or, or that's in your you know, in your group program. Absolutely. I think it's like, sometimes we can think, oh, I'm just going to run my business online because then I can, it's almost like a way to hide yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'll just do it online. And then I don't really have to get out there and do scary things. But actually, like everyone you're meeting online is a real person too. And connecting with people, even just over Skype, it's more fun. And it really adds such depth to what you're doing because you actually really understand what are people struggling with? Is this helping them? Like, how can I help them get better results? It just is so much more, oh, it's so much better than just like hiding behind your email list in your blog. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and that actually, it brings ease into your business because they're your answers right there. Mm. You know, you have these curious conversations and connections with people. And they're telling you what they need. And all you have to do is listen and then filter it through and make it work through you or have it, you know, work through you. So that's another way that I bring ease into my business now is I thought I was listening before, but now I really 
listen to what's underneath. Like, what are they really asking for? What are they, you know, is it freedom? You know, what is it that they really want? Well, my business is around food. So it always starts with food and making their themselves feel better. But what is it that they really want? So mm-hmm. I think listening is a big thing to bring ease in. Mm-hmm. Right. And being like open to listen. That yeah. you don't have to figure it all out. Yeah. 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 It takes that pressure off of, well, this is what they were asking for. And this is what I'm offering. I just actually did it again. (laughs) The past couple months, I had some clients that were saying, you know, I wish we could all get together somewhere, the group program, people that were in there, you know, to meet and have a sense of community. And I thought about it. And I was like, I think they're actually asking for like some kind of retreat type deal. Mm. And so I just put it out there three weeks ago. And now, you know, it's half filled. And I was like, well, that totally wasn't even on my list. But boom, it it happened. Go you. Um, That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. But last year and when I was trying to like make things work that I would have never, I would have been like, they don't want to retreat. They don't want, you know, they just want to like have lunch, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. like that's how I would have perceived it. But just opening myself up to letting it show, you know, letting it be however it looks. I think that's another thing that's really huge for you know, wellness businesses, especially is we have this picture of what we want to bring into our business and we shake one tree over to the left and we keep shaking and we keep shaking so that, you know, we want the apples and things to fall out of that tree. But more than likely, what's really going to happen is the apple is going to fall down the street. So just being open to what it looks like, it may be completely different, but mm. that's like, I think one of the best parts of just listening and putting yourself out there and putting you into your business, whether you're a nutritionist or like a massage therapist or, you know what I mean? It's like putting you into it, I found makes a huge difference. Awesome. So to switch gears a little bit, I wonder, everyone always loves to hear what tools and systems other business owners are using. Mm -hmm. So do you have any tools or systems or anything that mainly tools, I guess, online tools that you're really loving right now? I love social media, but I was had been looking for something to automate some, you know, things to take a little bit of the pressure off of myself. And one that I found that I love to use is I don't know if you've heard of Edgar. Oh yeah, Edgar. Uh-huh. that's great because it you know it tracks like what posts are getting you know the most attention and what your audience really likes. So it kind of offers both. Like you can automate your content and it gives you insight to what's really working, so you can create more of what they want. So there's another answer there. Another tool that I use, I love, and this is just like on a personal level as an entrepreneur, keeping things all in one spot. It's actually just an extension on Google. It's Google Keep. Have you ever heard of that? No, I haven't. So you can make your to-do list in there. You can keep like links or, you know, and, and contacts, like everything. And it sits on your desktop. And you can like download it on your phone. Because I found that I was going from like notebook to notebook. You know, I would try all kinds of project management sites and things. But Google Keep has been the easiest for me because everything is in one spot. You can put audio, you can put pictures. It's kind of sort of like Evernote, but not really. It's just very simple. I love Mm. simple. (laughs) (laughs) And this is really simple. Google Keep, it's a really awesome tool to just keep everything in one spot. So if you see a website that you're like, ooh, I need to circle back around and check that out, you can, instead of just bookmarking it and saving it in a long list, you can actually write a little note and put the link in the Google Keep and it's right there when you open it. Oh, I love it. Awesome. I'm an Evernote user myself and like totally obsessed and everything goes into (laughs) Evernote. But yeah, that sounds like it serves like very much the same purpose. So that's awesome. 
Yeah. Cool. cool. And I love Edgar too. It's really funny. I can't remember if I mentioned this on a previous podcast, so I'll have to try to talk about it. But I tried Edgar uh-huh. and then I was like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of expensive. And what? And I love Buffer. So I've been addicted mm-hmm. to Buffer for ages. So I canceled my subscription. And actually just last week I went, I was just like, you know what? This is just not me. Like I'm spending too much time doing social media updates and I need it to be like have evergreen content. And I went back to Edgar. I sent them an email. I'm like, will you have me back? <laughs> yeah. That's the awesome thing about Edgar too, is they're so nice. You yeah. Know, their customer service is awesome. So if you need actually to take a little bit of a break, I did that a couple months ago. I was like, I think I need to take a little bit of a break. And I just emailed them, you know, mm-hmm. and they were like, yeah, just let us know when you're ready to sign back up. So that's the other thing that I love about them is they're super nice. Mm-hmm. Super easy and to work it with. Is- such, I mean, it's well-designed and the big differentiator there, so there's no affiliate link. I don't think they have an affiliate program. So I'm just saying this out of my genuine, like (laughs) my love for the tool, but they have this evergreen content. So like for my podcast, I can just load up all the podcasts, like a tweet about each one of the podcasts and it will just keep cycling through forever and promote the old shows. So you can, everyone can do this for their blog. Like why not leverage your old content, right? It's just brilliant. Yeah. And that's actually one thing that it taught me was like, whoa, all these people are still going back and reading my blog. And some of my oldest blogs when I first started were getting the most attention. Yeah. I was like, why didn't I do this before, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's an awesome tool. It's an awesome, awesome tool. And, you know, I feel like it's worth the money. There's yeah. certain things that you have to let go as your business grows and things. But Edgar is something that I just happened upon. Mm-hmm. And it's been really, really good for my social media and actually kind of getting to know what my audience likes and doesn't like in a different way, mm-hmm. content wise. Awesome. So. And what about just to, to finish us off here? What about a book recommendation? Do you have a book that you really Ooh. love that everyone should read? Well, this book that I actually just read, it's by, it is called Code Red and it's about tapping into your cycle as a woman. I know there may be some men listening, yeah. but <laughs> really using that to leverage your business. Hey, actually it does talk about business because she's an entrepreneur. Um, it's Code Red, Lisa Lister. It's basically how women, you know, we have like a 28-day cycle. And in society, you know, everything is like seven days. So we, you know, we're kind of like, why don't we feel the same as we did yesterday? Or mm-hmm. why am I not as productive as I was last week? This book sheds so much light on why that is. And as a female, when you, you know, you can track your cycle. And that way you can use it to leverage like when you write a bunch of your content, when you schedule meetings with clients in person. So it really actually has already shifted my business in the way that I'm scheduling things and the way that I'm writing content. It just cracked my brain wide open to be like, oh my gosh, I did not even think about it like this. That is so cool. Yeah, Yeah. I'm definitely going to check that out. That's awesome. It's a quick read too. You know, you can like read it and, you know, you can read it in the afternoon at the pool. You can just flow through it. It's, I've already read it twice. It's one of those things where you can go, you can go back and like get, you know, more nuances just from, you know, every time you read it. So it's a really, really powerful book. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Colleen. This has been great having you on. Thank you. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks for having me. So where can, just give us your website or tell us where people can find you if they'd like to chat with you or learn more about what you do. Sure. My website is Colleen, C-O-L-L-E-E-N dash McCarthy mccarthy.com. And as I mentioned before, I love Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram too at Colleen MCC underscore. And that's the same for all my other social media stuff. So yeah, I'd love to connect with you. 
Awesome. Thanks, Colleen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Health Coach Careers Podcast. If you're thinking about becoming a health coach, don't forget to download my free Health Coach Decision Kit to help you decide if health coaching is the right next step for you. Download the decision kit at wellpreneur.com slash decision kit.